The name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Grow up, 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. I'm the man. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. Oh, that's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice train. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Double R7's Great Reading Podcast, episode four, number four. Uh, we are back to talk about the Ben's worst nightmare books. <laughs> and we've got many of them to talk about uh, as we conclude. I know, not really. How Ian Fleming read throughs Ben has read all of the main James Bond novels. It's an absolute miracle. Who would have thought when he bought them all like 10 years ago that we would finally be at this day? Uh, but we do still have a few shorties to get to as well. Uh, but we're back in the reading zone and we're back with the dogs and we're back recording all together for the first time in a long, long time. Uh, but uh, my name is Noah, and I'm your friendly neighborhood kangaroo bum. God Got there before you, Ben. <laughs> uh, my name is Colin, and you only read twice, Ben. And my name is Ben, and I'm your friendly neighborhood poofter. <laughs> <laughs> Not meant to say that word in 2023. That's a quote from the book. I didn't use the N-word in Live and Let Die, but that's an Australian derogatory term for... I used to get called that at high school, so I'm taking it on board. Are you reclaiming it? I am. I was called that for four years of my life, so I'm allowed to the use original. it once. Oh, uh, is that a quote from the book? It's been a while since I'm I've reading read it here now. right now. It's taken, it's taken a while. I, I can literally read it here right now. Uh, I mean, this is a line when Bond replied. Bond said mildly, "What's a poofter?" To which uh, Dicko had said, "You pommy poofter." So yes, I've oh. said it three times now. You know, I, I was about to come on here and talk about how like Ian Fleming gets a bad rap and like You Only Live Twice is like actually quite an elegant novel. I forgot about the poofter part. So um, <laughs> yeah. Colin, it's your turn um, to say it. I feel that um, you got to. <laughs> I'll take a pass. I want to be the one not canceled. Is that the name of the episode? You're a poofter? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Dancing in a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, these books, even up to the very bitter end, uh, were a little too un-PC for today's day and age, for and for good reason. Um, so, yeah, we've got our last three main novels that we have finished and read through and we're going to chat about. So, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, part two of the Big Blofeld trilogy, we have You Only Live Twice, and then we conclude the whole series with that epic finale that is The Man with the Golden Gun. Um, so this week we have, I would say, one amazing uh, novel here. One kind of middle of the road, inoffensive, not amazing, not bad, and one absolute piece of dog shit. So um, Kind of like the host of this episode. You- 
<laughs> and we'll let you fill in the blanks for that. Um, and you can probably guess which one applies to each novel too. Uh, so it's a real, real, real mixed bag this week, but there's some awesome, there is some great stuff among all three of them really in this end. Uh, Fleming really shifts into the end gear, uh, even though he didn't technically end it, but we'll get into that. Yes. Uh, I thought we had an order, but... Colin <laughs> maybe? Yeah, these... Uh, I, I think I'll disagree because I think that there are two great novels here and then uh, one that clearly was unfinished and... I uh, knew you were a closet golden gunner. It, it Golden Gun's the number one. <laughs> Rankings redo here. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that... Uh, uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I mean, we might as well be talking about the movie recap. <laughs> it is so close to the the yeah, movie. Can we just play our recap? <laughs> yeah, might as well. <laughs> right now, let's listen to the whole thing. But uh, you only live twice. I mean, that that's the novel that uh, I think surprised me the most when I was going through this, and that's the one that I'm most curious to hear Ben's thoughts on because I feel like that's the one that Noah and I have talked up the most, not just in love for the novel, but just in how different it is and how different the book series might have been had they even ended it there and man with a golden gun like i i don't know i i i, I might still be trying to finish this novel <laughs> it's it's difficult to get through but so uh, so is fleming yeah well, exactly <laughs> but you know what i i i that was slightly delayed but Sorry, yes, i had the wrong go. page i wouldn't play this otherwise <laughs> Oh, what's going on? Oh, that, does that ever end? That I don't know, Piers, what that ding sound was. And go see his exhibition if you're in LA. Sorry. But I, I kind of have a feeling the... the way that Ben rankings go, that Man with the Golden Gun makes <laughs> his number one. We'll see. Wow. Ye of little faith. Uh, well, I had like a little panic attack because uh, Ben sent through like our rankings. Um just so we could update them. And then his are like blacked out. And I saw like Man with the Golden Gun was like near the, the bottom. And I'm like, is this Ben's like order? And I had a mini heart attack. But it was, yeah, why is, why is it not in publication order, Ben, that little list? I, I don't know. No, it's just me. It's my list. Why? It's random. Yes, it's random. Actually, it's even, I'm not joking. I sat there for about 10 minutes trying to work out what is this order? Because it's not publication, it's not alphabetical. I I'm like, what is this? I actually don't know. Like, I literally was looking at myself, going, "Like, what order is that?" I actually, one thing I've, I mean, I haven't had the chance to, but I want to go back and listen to the ranking episode you guys did because when I listened to it, you know, I had no clue what was going on. But I've looked at your rankings here, your final rankings of the time, and I can see here that you only lived twice was Noah's number one, uh, and Colin's number oh, three. Sorry. Yeah. But I can also see that the man with the golden gun is your both number 12s because you obviously didn't rank the short stories. So am I not ranking the short stories when I read them? Just to ask that oh, question. Oh, we will. Okay, we will. All right. Just, am I ranking them as the book or as the short stories? I would say as the short. Oh. Oh. Oh, a woman. All right. Oh. Are we doing that next week then or are we doing that next as a week? Separate I don't think it's next oh, week. Well, well next Optimistic. <laughs> Jesus. One of us is traveling Jesus. around. One has got kids and one's got all the time in the world, but no one gives a shit yeah. about me. So it's fine. Plus, um, I know these are well, short it stories, but it's, it's still bad. It took him 36 so. years uh, to get to 12 novels. So in all fairness, I, I, in all fairness, I will say. <laughs> And I will also say that I read particularly The Man with the Golden Gun and You Only Live Twice pretty quickly. 
I got through them, uh, read them probably within the vicinity of like a week of each other. So I was proud of that. But um, yeah, like I... Short stories, you're finished by the end of this episode. I, I didn't know what to... Like, I think I remember you guys talking about Honor Majesties being very close to the movie and bloody oath, it was very, very close. I think the only difference was that basically uh, it was a skeleton chase rather than a bobsleigh chase, which I was a bit disappointed the movie didn't do that. But, I mean, even, like, literally, again, I'm jumping ahead here, but, like, even the ending of the, it's all right, she's just having a rest with her all the time in the world. I didn't actually realise that was in the fucking book. Like, I thought that was just a movie thing and a song thing that, you know, that just, yeah, that was cool. Um, you Only Live Twice, again, I remember you telling me stories about there being pregnancy and and very different, but I, like, that one, it reminded me a bit of Live and Let Die in that, like, it was very visual at felt like a movie it felt very like taken into this escapist world which and i really like the live and let die book so you know and i i enjoyed this for the most part although i will have some issues with certain things in it and yeah the man with the golden gun was rubbish uh, <laughs> like i i didn't i didn't understand like how it was like Bond is brainwashed. He tries to kill M. Five minutes later, oh, I'm going to Jamaica. I'm like, what? Did I miss like five chapters here? Like, I didn't understand it. Um, but again, yeah. all the versions I've got are, are kind of always ruined by like this intro by like some person who's just like, I'm going to give my opinion. Oh, on any this good insights this week from the intro? Not that I can remember. I think that, yeah, the the man with the golden garment kind of ruined it because they're just kind of like, oh, this book's rubbish. And it makes no sense. These are the plot holes that happen in it. This is this, blah, 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 blah. And Wait, I, sell the book. I know. I in like, the book. Okay, great. But um, no, nothing that really stands out for me. But I like, I enjoyed them in some levels. Like, I mean, I guess there's some elements to Man with Golden Gummy. Kind of like, oh, this is, you know, whatever. But it's still, it's, it's interesting knowing the history and that from what I've heard from you guys and what I've read. And everything, but I still, and I'll say this right now, jumping ahead, but I still don't know if I would have been satisfied at the end of You Only Live Twice if that's how Bond ended, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I could weirdly see On a Majesty's Secret Service as being the end. Like, just. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, we'll get into it, but it's going to be a disagree from me, um, but we'll get into it. Um, uh, ben. You, you've let me down because I, I, I came up with a little game for you before uh, uh -huh. the episode started. Uh, and I was a little challenge because I know you love challenges. Always love a good challenge. I, I was going to challenge you to maybe just have one episode where you didn't play Die Another Day. Play what? <laughs> We're on the track to 500. Yeah, We've I'm only got like, 48 like, more to go. I'm like, we've tried more, to reason with him. We've tried using the AI <laughs> to make stories. I'm like, the only thing I can think of now is turn it into a game. No. Uh, he wants to be the only person who's watched every episode of You've The Simpsons. So me. maybe he wants to be... Yeah. Bribe me with something. I don't know. Money talks or what do you, what do you want? <laughs> Kisses and hugs. <laughs> yeah, well, how do we get here? No, I'm lonely. Your blonde hair is yeah. turning me uh, on. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I am going through my stamper phase, as I said off air. Uh, it, it's a new Noah. This is this never happened to the other fella. Um, as I said to the hairdresser as I left. Um, but yeah, I feel like even with Man with the Golden Gun, which is like a bit of a golden turd, I feel like these three have a lot more to talk about 
and a lot more interesting than the last three we did. Maybe not the first one, but just in general, I feel like it's three very different novels, three very different styles and uh, a very different bond that there's just a lot to unpack that even though Fleming Carter, before he finished his novel, you do get the sense that he was, I'm, I, we've joked before, Fleming tried to end Bond from like Casino Royale, like he's always trying to kill Bond, but you really do get the sense that even though Man with the Golden Gun ends a bit, uh, that this was feeling like the ending of a series. Like as Ben even said, Majesties could have been the end, you only live twice. It really did feel like Fleming was working up to an end, whether or not he really would have ended. Yeah, uh, I I kind of feel like maybe he did want to end it with You Only Live Twice and that Man with the Golden Gun is almost like the beginning of the next chapter of Bond. Like he decided, oh, you know what? I'll keep going with this franchise, uh, but I want to go in a different direction. I want to kind of start new and that Man with the Golden Gun, if he had had a chance to complete it, would have sort of been like, this is Bond phase two, you know, the, the next era of Bond. How they mentioned Idris Elba in that one? <laughs> exactly. But they mentioned David Niven in a book, don't they? Like, yeah. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but uh, I, I would have really been curious to see what it would have been like had he had just a little bit more time to work on it. Because it's not like there aren't good he ideas. All he, had, he did not have all the time in the world. <laughs> His heart did not go on, sadly. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, too soon. But, but I he think that's the... Once. <laughs> That, that's kind of the disappointment is that uh, it's almost like he had this idea of where Bond could go. And not only did he not have a chance to really get there with future novels, but he didn't even necessarily have a chance to even properly introduce that next era of Bond. But th they are all three of them very different. Although I think Honor Majesty's Secret Service and You Only Live Twice are extremely different stories from each other. Like you can see what he was trying to do to tie those books together, which is something that Unfortunately, we never got in the movies. I do love how the last chapter of Man with Golden Gun is called End It. So, um, <laughs> please, just end it. it. Just end it, please. As he's talking about his life, end it. Um, yeah, I, they are very different. And I think, like, when I say that you could end it on End It, on, on A Majesty's, it's just, like, yeah, I like that we've got that extra novel where Bond gets a level of revenge, but I... You know, there's more revenge in it than Dimes Are Forever, the film, but I still would have liked there to be a little bit more, Roger Moore. Um, but I think what, you know, like I've, I've got issues with the ending of You Only Live Twice with just some of how that is. And again, it's kind of my... Children. Casino. Well, it, but the, the, like that's just... It's still... Like I was expecting this big elaborate like explanation that was going to sell me on No Time to Die. But, like, even then, it's just part in passing. She's pregnant. Cool. I'm going off to Russia now. Bye. It's like, what? That's it? Um, so, sure. That explains a lot. But anyway, I think I spat in my beard. Yeah, I did. That's a bit disgusting. <laughs> because I hate everything you're saying right now, but we'll get there. <laughs> what's new? Um, but what's new, Pussycat? Good Tom Jones song. I was going to say oh, the same thing. Whoa. Is that what we're closing out with right now? Um, yes. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's the contender. But can you edit, instead of the walls, you edit aha in there. What's new, pussycat? Oh. Can I, can I edit your aha into there? Um, so. You want to edit my aha into there? Ooh. I'd like to do lots of things to your aha. Um, is that the episode title? Play, um, aha. <laughs> play Die Another Day. <laughs>
Jesus, I love it when you you tease me like that. But I think well, I got really taken into all of these novels, well, two and a, two and a third of them, um, that, again, it's just sort of these were real page turners to me. These are ones that I just wanted to keep reading. Not that I didn't want to keep reading the others. There were others that I wanted, like Moonrake, for example, you know, and others that I did want to keep reading. But these, once I really got into them, I'm just like, I want to keep reading these. And again, I think I read The Man with the Golden Gun in like two days. And I think I read You Only Live Twice in like four days. A bit longer for Honor Majesties. But even that was just, with a majority of these books, it's just taken me aback how similar some of these are to the movies. Because again, I only thought like Casino Royale and maybe one or two of them were similar. I didn't realize how others were so connected to it. And even You Only Live Twice, like props to, to No Time to Die even more so as a film that they use so much of that novel, like the, the, the speech they're like, we have our time speech from M at the end. Like that's from the novel. Like, I mean, I didn't realize that like things like that to me, which just blew my mind and make me love no time to die even more now. So yeah, I, I think these were a, a, an interesting three to get through. Um, but yeah, I, I'm even impressed in myself that I've managed to get through them at 12 main books. I didn't think I could do it. And here the fuck I am. So <laughs> In that, I, I honestly thought yeah. this would be a cancelled series, so <laughs> yeah, I am um, and that's a Ben fact. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Like <laughs> even the actual reaction. Yeah, so I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree. But even Man with the Golden Gun, kind of these three are much more kind of page turners than. Uh, sort of the middle one i do wonder colin mentioned well is this fleming's next the next generation of bond next level uh bond reboot washes up on the beach idris elba type thing i wonder if and we can get into this with majesties and you only live twice i do wonder if the popularity of the films had anything to do with fleming being like oh like crap this could be i could actually make some serious money this is really taken <laughs> off maybe we've got a oh uh, yeah he's brainwashed uh he's back uh here he is in jamaica yeah 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 we're doing it again james bond is back he will return i wonder if yeah maybe it feels like the end now but maybe because of the success of the films he kind of thought i don't know if there's anything on record about that that oh this could really be something and maybe we could have had uh, 20 more Fleming bond novels if he had lived you know, one thing that um, I, I read up here was that the 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 movies influenced the use of gadgets in Man with the Golden Gun. Although, I I would kind of argue against that because I mean, at the time that Fleming wrote this, Goldfinger hadn't even come out yet, and that was really the gadget heavy one. But I mean, the success of the movies, I completely agree with you. You know, as soon as these movies took off, he's like, oh yeah, I intended to end the book series here, but this could set me up. Well, set, he did set him up for life. This can, this can set his oh. children and his family oh. up for life. And uh, it, it could have been something to go on forever. And it, it could have even been a competition thing too. You know, the movies are out there now and they're going to be making all this money. So what could I do to potentially, you know, keep my version of this alive? You know, as much as he may have been happy with the, the first two movies that had come out, uh, there was probably some part of him that wanted to say, this is still my franchise let me make sure that I'm the one producing content and not just the movies. Well, the ending when he talks a lot about Bond being Scottish, was that any relation to Sean Connery being yeah. Bond? A hundred percent. That's where that comes from. So Sean Connery actually influenced the lore of Bond. So 
all of these people, which we're not going to get into this debate, it's like, he, there can't be a black bond. He is Scottish and that he only became Scottish in the second last novel, third last novel. And that's thanks to Sean Connery. He transitioned. He identified as a Scot. Uh, yeah, like we do get to start to see how the films do influence the novels. And then uh, uh, some reviewer mentioned that Fleming talked about how he added a bit more comedy into it after the movies, which, I mean, you only live twice, not the funniest book, um, but there is some humour in there, I guess. Uh, and then the other one is that we Fleming's getting all meta because he's mentioning Ursula Andrews. Yeah, and on yeah. Like Fleming, and we'll get to the end of You Only Live Twice with, like, the obituary thing, which I've got some words on, but, like, Fleming's starting to get a bit meta with these films coming out. Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> order. Uh, I mean, somebody mentioned the David Niven reference. I don't even remember where that was in there. But I mean, there is. I just one. That one stuck out to me the first time I read it. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, is he? Is is Bond watching his own movies now? Is the James Bond book going to be like, oh, and then that Gert Frobe guy, <laughs> that great accent. <laughs> But isn't that... You need to read the authorised biography of James Bond. But isn't that implied, or is that what you're talking about in the obituary? Because I swear it's implied that there was kind of like movies made on him in the book. Is that what you're talking about in the obituary that I'm trying to... Yeah. Because it's implied that At this is end... like taken into fiction or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you've got the book with you. It'd be interesting if you could find that I've far, got, part. I've but got there... the online, like the one of the free ones online, which Colin, you didn't have to pay for, so I, I've got it here. Yeah, but there is this weird bit where he just, to throw away like two lines or something where he kind of mentions that there may have been books or movies about James Bond and that James Bond, these stories were never actually happened. They were like, uh, or the books were like retellings no, of yeah. what actually happened. So it says, the inevitable publicity, particularly in the foreign press, accorded some of these adventures, made him, much against his will, something of a public figure with the inevitable result that a series of popular books came to be written around him by a personal friend and former colleague of James Bond. If the quality of these books or their degree of veracity had been any higher, the author would have certainly been prosecuted under the official Secrets Act. It is a measure of disdain in which these fictions are held at the Ministry of the Action, as has not yet, I emphasise this qualification, been taken against the author and publisher of these high-flown and romanticised caricatures of episodes in the career of an outstanding public servant. Yeah. yeah. I don't consider it canon. I think he probably <laughs> would have regretted writing that. And it's such a throwaway thing. No one ever makes a deal out of it. That that makes maybe does lead me to think You Only Live Twice was supposed to be the end because... Mm -hmm. It's such a like a weird little two line thing that he puts in there, uh, but I hate it. It's not canon. Well, unless unless Ian Fleming is telling the truth, maybe all of this really did happen, and <laughs> you know, just saying. Maybe he's, he's, he's the original Tanner. By the secret yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, like I, I'm with you. Like I, I, I was reading that going. Is Fleming trying to be like like really progressive and meta here and be like, well, hey, what if these are actually like real life things? And then I'm literally thinking of that book that you read. The unauthorized biography or whatever, going like, what? Like, it's just, it is a bit strange. But like, sometimes it can work. Like, I, I can't even remember what the David Niven reference was in reference to, but I just. I think it, it's Kissy. She was a Hollywood actor. And that, don't she mention yeah, yeah, that she yeah, yeah, yeah. That, That's right. I mean, I can probably literally go control find David Niven. Oh, yeah. Yes. They, they called, 
one of the sons, David. So this is David. Oh, no, the bird is called David. So this is David. Yes, I named him after the only man I liked in Hollywood, an Englishman. As it happens, he was called David Niven. He's a famous actor and producer. You have heard of him? <laughs> Sad that Barry Nelson didn't get a look in. But... I know. <laughs> Barry Nelson? I don't know. It would have been funny if it was Sean Connery, right? Yeah, maybe a bit too much on the nose there. Um, but David, at that point in time, David Niven hadn't been James Bond. No. So, but he was he was the guy that they one of the guys they had originally talked about for Doctor No. Right. Mm. Um, mm. Fleming and mm. Metaness. Uh, he was going through a real meta phase in his life. Mm. His Facebook. <laughs> Isn't that what Facebook's called uh, now? Meta. Oh yeah. Is it? Uh, let's get into it. Oh, well, um, <laughs> had to crack the air with some Roger. <laughs> Cracking the air with some Roger. There he is. <laughs> yeah, it's gone all weird all of a sudden. Don't you wish you had that in your everyday life? Like awkward moments in life, you just sit there and all of a sudden you just be like, A woman. <laughs> uh, I think you can probably do that. They've got little things you can push. But like push push Roger's buttons, like you know, he'll buy a little Roger oh. button. Ah, oh, the Roger button. Ah, oh. don't say it on air. Somebody's gonna steal it. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, like all of our other genius ideas we've come up with. Um, but let's get into it like more in depth on each Roger. of the novels, and we'll start in order. Unlike Ben's list, um, <laughs> with Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Which I have to say, this is the one I have the least to really talk about. And it, it is so much like the film. And that's not a coincidence. Uh, when the film was made, we've talked about in the past, how Peter Hunt wanted to make it a bit more like the novel, a bit close. I feel like the Automatically Secret Service film is basically what we would have got if all of them were very closely tied to the novels. It it follows the same beat. And you even, I think, even sort of start to picture Lazenby here and all of this. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's from, as Ben said, some of the quotes, uh, the sequences, the order of it all happening, it's all pretty much in the film to the point where if you didn't know these were books first, you would just think this is a novelization of it. Um, and it it's a really good book. It's it's quite elegant. It's something different with the uh, romance side and the marriage and the tragic ending, which Fleming's done sort of somber endings, but never anything this tragic. Like what was going through his life at that moment when he wrote that. But uh, and it is coming off uh, the release of Doctor No, which we've talked about how much did that influence. It seems like at least a little bit. Um, and it, this book is such a development for Bond's character from the Vespa stuff through to the Tiffany stuff. Tiffany Case, uh, what are our thoughts on her as a Bond girl? Oh, well, I, I don't know, Colin. What are your thoughts on Tiffany Case? Tiffany Case is probably one of the strongest Bond girls. Yeah. Um, that's quote in a book episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's in context. Actually. <laughs> for uh, once. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, good, 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 good knowledge. I really enjoy that. And, um, uh, no, what do you think of that? Well, it's pretty gay. Yeah, well. Uh, we're not up to Dicko Henderson, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, poof, no. no. <laughs> uh, Stop but... saying it, Ben. You can't say that. You can't say it. 
But you, yeah, you were quoting before, but you're not quoting now. I was, I was reading off the screen. I was quoting. Um, I'm learning to read still. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is such a development in the plot. And these books were set at every episode. They don't get enough credit for like Fleming's story arcs and sort of overall development. This starts with him where he's getting bored because he can't find Blofeld um, up coming off Thunderbolt. Uh, but it, it is a really elegant story and it's exciting, as Ben said, a bit of a page turner uh, and it, it follows the film so closely, so it's very familiar. I, I just think overall it, it's a good, great, it's a great novel. It's, it's very inoffensive. It's just sort of, it's one of the bonds. I don't think of it as, I don't ha hold it as high as I hold the film. I feel like the film stands out more in that sort of category, but it's, I don't really have any issues with it at all, but it's maybe just not up there where some of the other ones are. Uh, see, I, it's very hard for me to separate the movie and the book with this because they are so similar. And I, I, this was the first Bond novel I ever read. No, I think I had read Dr. No before this and maybe Moonraker before this. But uh, I mean, this is very early in the novels and I wasn't as familiar with like all the differences in Fleming's style and all that. But uh, it, it's so similar. Like I remember reading the book and assuming, oh, these things are probably going to be different. And because, you know, the Bond movies always kind of added that extra level of like the the threat to world domination there i'm like surely they're not going to have the whole thing about you know the the, the angels of death carrying the, the you know uh what do you call it the the viruses or bioweapons or whatever and that's all in there <laughs> and hillary bray's in there like literally all of it i i feel like the only reason that this novel doesn't stick out is being sean campbell <laughs> yes yeah. he saw it advertised in the book too a lot uh, more tortured but, in the book but yeah. uh if if the novel had never exist or sorry if the movie had never existed i feel like this you probably view it as being even better it's just the fact that it's like well i know this story already so it's not much especially during this phase of bond where you have especially you only live twice following after this and even man with a golden gun where despite you know the writing not being uh up to par there are twists in there where you're like whoa i didn't see that coming because you know the movie, you see everything coming. And I, I try to imagine if I had never seen the movie and reading the book, and I think that that improves the book a lot. And I, I think this is a fantastic book. It's it's easily one of my favorites. It's still going to be very high in my rankings. But because you do see the other novels where maybe some daring things are done and you didn't see it coming, it maybe gives those a bit of a boost over this one. Uh, I will say of all the Bond novels, I feel like this might be one of the biggest, along with, say, Live and Let Die, one of the biggest page turners because it doesn't have that three-act structure that a lot of the other ones do where you're like, oh, I know for at least a couple chapters we're going to be kind of in this environment. Uh, it, it's almost like every single chapter is its own mini-adventure, and that's something that I don't think a lot of the other novels have going for it. Um, I'm just reading through my notes because obviously one I read the longest ago, but um, I've literally written here at the beginning – Good start. It's like the movie with the beach, but now a boat going into a flashback. No death by canoe. Um, so can confirm that. And also, Bongo goes back to Casino Royale at the beginning. I thought that was a kind of uh. cool little thing. No, I, I loved it. I think it was just, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, Colin, that everything's like a little adventure. And I, I, I noted down here that it got to a point where I'm thinking, like, well, this is kind of similar to a Thunderball or a Goldfinger where it's sort of 
not a lot is happening and it's a bit drawn out, but it's in an entertaining way. Like this whole mm. stuff around the the family lineage and when he's like learning about, you know, genealogy and kind of all this sort of stuff, like on paper, that's kind of boring, but like, it's not it's like the way this is written. It's actually really interesting. And then even just when he's got the minister of agriculture or whatever it was, and we're learning about this, like it just adds to it. Like, I think it adds to the movie because one of my favorite bits was it was the proposal section in this book, because again, you know, I like to criticize the lack of time that sometimes goes on with these things. And we'll get to more of that and you only live twice. But I think what works in this is that straight from the outset, Tracy is such an amazing Bond girl in this book as well as she is in the movie. Probably my number one Bond girl in all of the books, including she was my number one in the movies, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So I think that she was just so good. Draco is even better in the book than he is in the movie, um, mm-hmm. if that is possible. And, but the scene when he proposes to her, like to have the inner monologue from Bond questioning this like talking about like is this what i really want like is this kind of where i see myself with that like you don't have george lazy me going do i really want to marry this woman i don't know like and she loved me she loved me not she loved me she loved me not <laughs> it just it just works and i think that you know one thing that is always asked and maybe this is something we do in our next episode and you talk about it a little bit more is like do you picture any of the actors in the novels and I've come to that conclusion that in all of these books, in the first book I read, I maybe was in Casino Royale trying to picture ones. I just don't picture anyone. This is just an, this is a seventh bond to me. I think, Noah, you said that. And I just, I can't picture this as anyone else but a separate bond. And it just works. And like, it's just everything about it. Even the ending is rushed. But again, I think because you know what's going to happen, it's still very effective. And I'd love to find someone who can remember reading this back when it came out before the movie, because, I mean, Mildred back then, like, no pun intended to poor Tracy here, but mind blown. Like, I mean, mm. the fact the way that it ends is just insane. Um, so, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Even Bond being very sexist at the end when he was getting married, I noted this down, basically telling Tracy you can have a certain amount of, only certain amount of drinks women are allowed to have and that men must make love with elbows in a proper way. So, like... Obviously, does it with his elbows? Well, Colin, you can. I've been missing something. We'll, we'll explain. Um, <laughs> basically, women aren't allowed to be on top in uh, in James Bond's world, apparently, or or behind or in front. Well, the woman could be on behind. It's called pegging, Colin. Google that. Um, but it's just, yeah, I I really really enjoyed it. I really really enjoyed this book, and um, I think it makes the movie better. If I'm being completely honest, it is a like. You mentioned Mildred reading this. It is a bit of a shame with the Bond novels. There's just, and there's nothing we can ever change about this. There's just no info really out there about, you'll find a few reviews from the time and a few little tidbits, but there's not really any info to how the reactions to, like, were people super shocked? Oh my God, James Bond getting married. Oh my God, James Bond's wife has died. Like a double twist in one novel. Like, were there people following along from the beginning since Casino who were shocked by this? We just will never really know what the sort of fan reactions, they've just too old and too many of them and whatnot. But but that is an interesting thing and it kind of ties in with what Colin was saying, that uh, it is so hard to really differentiate this that maybe that does drag it down and that have had it been a little different, maybe it would have been up higher because the, the film really, like, 
they just took the script, the basically turned it into a script. It's more or less, it has to be the closest one, right? Like I'm trying to think. Yeah. There's no other one. Casino. Like, Casino is pretty close. That's pretty close. Casino. Um, they, I think they because they modernize certain things that would, to me, make it a lot more different than on a Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. I mean, Thunderbolt. Doctor Knows fail. Doctor Knows fairly, fairly close. close, but I think none of them as close as this. Yeah. Uh, but you made a you did make a really interesting point, but uh maybe the one thing that does stand alone and it's the, the the films could never do. And James Bond is such a tragic character in these books, and they've never really done that except for maybe Lazenby and then Daniel Craig is yeah, Bond's voiceover. That's what separates these books that Bond often has an inner monologue and it would be cringy to have like Bond sitting there and then Lazenby's like voice like while he's just paused. I don't know what I should do. Shall I marry him? Oh, I don't know. I just want him I want him to be thinking the things before he says it like you should say he has a lot of guts. He has a lot of guts. He has a lot of guts. I did see Daniel Craig do these sort of things when I saw him in Macbeth. So you know he could could pull it off old Daniel that sexy ass of his. But I want Lazenby to think that when he's in his head, he's thinking it's really cool. So he's like, you say, yeah, he had a lot of guts. <laughs> and then he says it out loud, yeah, I had a lot of guts. And he sounds like a total dweeb. But in his mind, Oh, Lazenby that didn't come like, out the way I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, bugger. <laughs> uh, but it is true. And it's like, it wouldn't work in the films. Maybe if we ever get like our TV adaptation of the novels, it would be cool to see if we can have this bond in a monologue type thing, but it just would never work in the films. Uh, so we do, even I love Majesties, even then it maybe doesn't come across as tragic as it should, or the proposal as much as it should, because we are missing that inner insight into the bond character, which is so unique to the, to the novel. Do Survivor Confessionals basically have it like uh, up on screen, you know, George, 32, George. <laughs> Australia. It's like, so I was really thinking of proposing, God, but I just I just didn't know if it was the right thing to do. But I thought, no, screw it. you got to play hard. There could be an idol out there somewhere. So you just got to do it. And I oh. uh, finally can't wait to play this game. As I You're looked joking, back and I saw him going into the blades, all I could think to myself was, he had a lot of guts. He had a lot of guts. <laughs> Hashtag had a lot of guts. <laughs> uh, Tribal but, council. <laughs> George, I believe you, you thought joke? somebody had uh, a lot of guts. Care to explain? <laughs> You're joking, but well, what's the update on this whole Bond amazing race reality thing? Are we getting this still or is that all off now? I don't know. Let's have a look. <laughs> it's probably yeah, it's probably dropped, and we probably don't even realize, right? But no, we've got to cover it, right? If they make yeah. a change from reality show, but it just sounds so awful. Yeah, no, but we're going to get the thing ever. In that. <laughs> um, Brian Cox yeah, is going to be hosting. Cox. Oh, the. Oh, you you would know oh, Brian Cox. He's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, do I actually um, know who this is? You should. I'm- <laughs> Uh, so later this year. So yeah, it, it is happening and I don't know if they're filming yet, but, uh, later this year means before December. Who is Brian Cox? Uh, he was the original Hannibal Lecter. He was a uh, villain in X-Men 2. He's in the TV show Succession that everybody's talking about right now. It's not helping me. I've seen like... <laughs> 
<laughs> you would recognize him if you saw him. I'm looking at him. I have no idea who he is. Well, you should. I, I don't recognize the cocks. <laughs> no, that joke didn't work, did it? Tiffany Case oh. is probably one of the strongest <laughs> Bond girls. That wasn't Stop the it. right one. Where's the... Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, you're really off the mark this weekend. Oh. <laughs> and why are they so loud this week? Because I don't know, because we wanted to make it extra loud for you. So, um... No! <laughs> I give up. I don't know who Brian Cox is. I'm sorry. Born movies. Um... I've seen one of them. <laughs> yep. Red. Yeah, but... Red. Color? Bruce Willis. Never seen uh, <laughs> You literally, like, oh, you know this guy from all of those movies you've never seen. <laughs> X-Men 2 you've seen. Which one is he in X-Men 2? He's the he's the guy who has a history with Wolverine. <laughs> Fuck that guy. The, he's the, the one who has the base up north. The main villain in the best X-Men movie. Is he the one who like uh, turns into a lizard and like sucks through the... No, um... he's, he has no powers. He he basically is the one trying to kill all the mutants. I by... think I'm, when I saw I'm X-Men all... 2, I was still a virgin. Colin, I cannot remember it. No, he's still this one. <laughs> You put your clothes on. Uh, the one who knew Wolverine. Your filmography of Brian Cox, please. Can we talk about Tracy's brains on the dashboard, please? Wow. I don't know who this um, man is. I'm sorry. I'm looking at him. He's no level. He's in Troy. I hate that movie. Braveheart? I've never seen Braveheart. Braveheart. <laughs> Is this episode called the Brian Cox story? Who's Brian Cox? <laughs> Brian Cox. <laughs> Sorry, Noah. Apologies. Um, yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> so is everyone listening to this? Your point is? Uh, yeah, so Majesty's um, good book. Uh, very different for the canon. And I, I do like, do we like the sort of, Blofeld trilogy thing and the uh, Spy Love Me was sort of set in between this where he was off trying to find the Spectre agent. And what is it? Is it isn't it in the book it's Bond who's a bit over looking for Blofeld, isn't yeah. it? The movie, they switch that around, right? He wants to keep looking for... Yeah, this one he's over it. Like, he's, he's just so over it and I think they basically almost force him to like do this because he's just like, oh, because he's going to quit. And he's just like, no, because all you're doing is making me look for Blofeld. Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Fleming's Bond is a lot more cynical than the film ones ever became, but uh, it, it is a real important one in the chronology, and that's why I think people should read these in order, which I never did. Um, but, yeah, any, any final thoughts on on Majesty's Secret Service? Uh, great film, good book. It was in The Long Kiss Goodnight. I remember that movie, but I don't remember Of Nathan. all things to know Brian Cox for. Here, I got one for you. In 2021, oh. he did Costas Becker in an episode of The Simpsons called The Serious Flanders. I mean, like... Oh, you've seen The Simpsons, Ben. But, like, do you remember? I mean, like, I just... I don't remember him as Nathan in The Long Kiss Goodnight. <laughs> um, you know? Like, literally anything else. Sorry, uh, what was the question, Noah? I'm just really concerned final about thoughts. Brian Cox. Uh, final thoughts. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this novel. And uh, to go back to your point about watching, uh, reading these in order, 
like when I got questioned about that, when I asked the initial question, um, it does make sense. It makes me, because I think also going into that point where Colin, you've often talked about the importance of Tracy's death because of Vesper and everything that builds up to that moment. Um, I'm pretty sure Vesper's even mentioned in this book. Is she not when he goes to Casino Royale? I think. Control F. Um, absolutely. That's my nickname. Um, I should be like a detective's like Tinder name. Control F. I'm going oh. to find you. No. Um, I want you to take a step back. <laughs> that's not the right button. No, <laughs> <laughs> no that's the right one, Ben. That's the right one. <laughs> I'm trying to find that one. <laughs> that's the one I'm trying to find. <laughs> I never use that one enough. Take a step back. I don't believe I have that on here. What's this one? You also get a can of slam. Oh, what's this one? I'm very wet right now. <laughs> I always forget these quotes and no, I have that we never use. Um, I'm very wet right now for On a Majesty's Secret Service. It's a great book. And the Vesper connection to Tracy, yes, I'm on board, even though obviously I wasn't a Vesper fan in the books. Did you did you find, because you're the only one that's read it in order, me and Colin didn't, did you find that Spy Love Me in between this trilogy sort of hindered it or that was like a, a break that worked? No, it's just like kind of like a break. It's kind of like... You know, in certain TV shows where, like, say, like Lost, for example, where or Manifest, let's be honest, uh, where, like, you know, you've got your serialized story. I actually downloaded the second half of the last season of Manifest. I haven't watched it yet, though. Um, I seriously got lost in the last episode of the first half because it was so bad. But anyway, I'll tell you how it ends. But it it does, it's like when you've got a long arcing story and just all of a sudden, no, oh, let's just have a week off and, you know, go to this. So, yeah. No, I, 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 I keep thinking back to Spy Who Loved Me. I'm like, oh, you know... Was it that bad? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think that, that that in the middle there, if you know, as I think most people do, that this is just a spinoff more than anything else, then it's it's not as distracting. But this is another question for anybody out there who read these uh, when they were originally released without having seen the movies or known anything about the books. Yes. Brian. Uh, Mildred? This is where you. Oh well, he's old. He may have. Uh, when was he born? So he might. He'll be dead by the time That's we it. release this. So it's fine. Actually, did Please you see don't. the things today on the internet? There was uh, rumors that George Lazenby was dead. It was like going around no. on Twitter today. Everybody was like retweeting, like, "No, he's not dead. No, he's not dead." So I don't know what happened there, but basically, I saw about fifty confirmed reports that George Lazenby wasn't dead today. So. Oh, the what? And he's like, oh, so does that mean I'm uncancelled? Yeah. So by the time we release this, if he has died, that's three of the three dead bonds yeah. that we have killed. You're welcome. You you only live twice, George. Yeah. Uh, and this is your second life. Um, yeah, but I do like the idea of uh, Laserby faking his death so that he can become uncancelled. There's a movie in that. Uh, we still don't know yeah. why he was cancelled. So... <laughs> No, uh, he called someone that P-word that we mentioned at the beginning. Um, so let's move into, speaking of only having two lives, you only live twice, uh, which in the movie law, uh, movie land, this one came first and Majesties came after. In this book land, they're switched around uh, and we get the follow-up to uh, Tracy's death that Diamonds Are Forever never gave us. Um, so yeah, we, we went from one that was very close to the, the film to one that uh, 
some elements. There's things there, but as Ben said, No Time to Die takes uh, a huge chunk of there. I mean, we've got Kissy, but she's not even really the same character. We do have Blofeld, uh, but uh, quite different. We don't have the Garden of Death. Tiger Tanaka is probably the closest thing you've got going on there. Tokyo is a setting, but there is, yeah, DNA, but not a lot directly copied. Um, but this was the follow-up. This is the sort of revenge mission that everyone wanted George Lazenby on. Uh, and I absolutely love this book so much. Uh, it, I, I find it such an elegant book. Uh, and it's weird to talk it up so much because I think this is the one that's the most unique out of all 12 of them. Like this one stands out. It's, it's like a fantasy novel. Mm. It doesn't really feel like a bond. It's, it's got this weird sort of, uh, very sort of fairy tale, fantastical vibe to it that it almost feels like it belongs in like a live and let die film where it's like a bit of magic almost feels. It's just got this whole vibe in it that, reads like a sort of fairy tale or something like that you it just feels you're dropped into this setting and you can tell that Ian Fleming damn well went to Tokyo because <laughs> he's just like yeah we get like some descriptions for some Russia or whatever but like this may as well have been Thrilling Cities part two because it's it's just a complete description of uh Tokyo and I have been to Tokyo uh like two or three times. So I think that helps me immerse myself in it as well. Uh, just you really feel like you're there sitting along, around with Tiger Knocker, Bond, and Dicko Henderson. And uh, we're never going to have a Bond more broken than this. Like the films, even the Daniel Craigs, I don't think they could have gone this far. Like this well, I mean, like, all fairness, he is in several pieces right now. So he's quite broken. <laughs> oh. Mm. Yeah, but um, Tiffany yeah, like Case is one. probably one of the strongest Bond girls. Uh, do you label these things? I do. You're really off it today. But, but, but I literally, like, I generally have it on, like, this main page, right, with, you know, these sound effects, But because I've got it ready to play this. It's on a different page, so the butt that I press, it corresponds with the... is now... Tiffany Case is probably Stop one it. of the strongest Bond girls... <laughs> God, so angry! Stop it! Love it. That could have been a new, that could have been a new soundbite, but he said it over <laughs> the top of another one. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I can isolate that somehow. I'm going to work it out. <laughs> well, he's got he's got all the time in the world now that he's finished the book. <laughs> Doesn't do. have to read anymore. Exactly. Um, What's uh, what else just, have we got it, here? It, it, <laughs> oh, that's the wet one. Oh no. Sorry, Noah, don't get me started on those. You, you can tell it's been a while since Ben has talked to some people. <laughs> He's getting not, a little excited. You're not wrong. Are you done? I'm really not done. A woman. In a long time. We, 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 uh, <laughs> we are in a bit of a time crunch. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, we don't do video episodes. He gave the cheekiest grin, like, I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm going to press this <laughs> button anyway. Um, I'm sorry, I'll, be, I'll behave myself. Yeah, you're the ones that have to work. I'm the unemployed one now. I'm on holiday. I'm working from home um, tomorrow, so I get to sleep in like an extra hour, so it's fine. Um, 
But yeah, this just, I don't think you, I've ever felt more immersed in a James Bond novel okay. than this one. And I like that it breaks convention. That's why I think it works as a finale of Bond's broken and also the conventions of Bond is going to be broken. This is not a conventional Bond novel at all. Uh, and that Bond is basically done at this point. He's so beyond repair. And then like the all of the stuff with the castle and that, it's like a thrilling page turner as ben said before but it's just got this fantasy element going into the castle and then the the showdown with blofeld and then the ending which we can get into uh later but i i love the ending i think to me this is the perfect final bond novel it's the climax with blofeld it sort of wraps up the tracy stuff sort of wraps up the vespa sort of stuff too bond's no longer an agent he's out of it now uh and he had one last big kind of battle, which was almost like this time it's personal. Uh, to me, this would have been the perfect conclusion, even with the cliffhanger, but we'll get into that more. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that's so interesting um, about this and the No Time to Die connection, this is basically like Moonraker and Die Another Day. You know, Die Another Day arguably takes more from the Moonraker novel than Moonraker, the movie, takes from the Moonraker novel. And the same thing with this, you, you Only Live Twice takes a couple of character names and a setting, and No Time to Die says we're going to take some of the story. So I, I would almost almost look at No Time to Die as being the adaptation of this, even though they are very different still. It's a lot closer than the, the movie got. Uh, this was the one, like you know, this is the one that surprised me the most when I read it, because I don't think I really knew much about it. I think I kind of vaguely knew, oh, in this one, bond you know basically has a child or you find out about a child but that might have been it uh and even just the writing of it it feels like he's kind of going back to basics here and and this is no knock against the the novels that preceded it but he's bringing more of that like you said that fantasy element to it to the the more adventure story to it particularly with the garden of death uh which just feels like this Thing you could you could not adapt into a film and as as much as i love dr no the movie they didn't come close to adapting what he wrote about uh dr no's compound and the escape from there uh in in the book to the movie and it's the same thing here i mean no time to die they had a little little area instead of like this giant labyrinth of gardens but uh it, it just has the setting and everything it just has so much life to it and so much personality and it, like, you feel like you're there i'm blofeld is a samurai <laughs> something you don't expect to see even the name shatterhand just feels like we're getting back to basics we're making this kind of an over-the-top adventure again and we're not trying to have it too grounded anymore uh and maybe this is some of the uh the movie influence we were talking about at this point whereas i think honor majesty's secret service it was a very grounded novel he was maybe playing a bit with the audience of, okay, well, I'm going to surprise you more than you can get surprised in the movies. With this one, he's like, all right, I'm going to out-movie uh, the movies <laughs> and make something that's so cinematic, which is why it's so disappointing they never tried to adapt this. I, I would love to have seen if they had done these in the proper order, but at the same time, Louis Gilbert, would he have pulled off the Only Live Twice, uh, or would he have pulled off the Honor Majesty's Secret Service novel in the way that it would have done this movie justice if Peter Hunt did it. I don't think so. Um, but this is the novel that every single time I read, I think I've read it three times now, it just gets better and better. Uh, there is almost nothing bad to say about it. And the cliffhanger to me, that that 
tragic ending of Bond, it, whether it was meant as a cliffhanger or not. I just remember reading this the first time and thinking like, that's a daring way to end a character if you, this is the route you wanted to go, you know? He doesn't remember who he is, and it's not about, oh, is he ever going to regain his memory, which is what you would think if he intended to continue the series. It's about, this guy's going to never know his wife and child. Uh, he literally has no clue. And to me, that's kind of the tragic ending of Bond, and that's one of the things that they, even though they adapted it differently in No Time to Die, I think that's one of the things they really got right in the movie. I think they could really make this into a movie. Like, I mean... I love like so much element, like the visual aspects that you are imagining along the way with this. It it's incredible, and I like I love like, my favorite stuff is all the Garden of Death. I love this kind of idea of them being on this island and just the the real like dark nature of people going there to die, and just the way the deaths are described. Like it kind of reminded me of some like Jurassic Park type island. Like it was just it was really yeah, like I could just see it. Like I think they could, like they could do this in in a way. But I think what I really enjoyed a lot about, you know, the beginning and sort of him being real broken and like M basically, you, you know, the great mental health of the the fifties or the sixties. Like, oh, get over it! Like, <laughs> you lost a woman. Move on. Be a man. You were uh, married for forty five minutes, Bond. <laughs> exactly. Um. So you know, I kind of like that. But I also do love this sort of fact that he gets sent on the impossible mission to like basically go and die so it's just kind of like yeah piss off you know you're no use to us but i love all this sp- like a new number or something yeah, am i making that up they give him a new code number no i don't think they do i don't remember that oh yeah where am i getting that is that one of the continuation novel probably the drugs um <laughs> i'll get to them i it's like but i like the stuff with dico and i like the stuff with tiger like the Australian nature of this, like, you know, all the references to Melbourne, um, the fact that apparently Japan wanted to invade Australia and New Zealand, but we're like, ah, fuck, we'll do Pearl Harbor instead. So and they basically said that we would you be... You Australia? They basically, they basically said that we would have been so easy to take over. So I was like, oh, fuck you then. I mean, I guess the British did and sent us their slaves. Well, their convict, they weren't slaves, they were prisoners. Wrong wrong country, Ben. Um, but... The Japanese did make it to Darwin, didn't they? And they also yeah. tried to go to Sydney, but they got caught. Yeah, true. Because, I mean, if I could take over Darwin tomorrow, let's be honest, it's not that hard. Um, I've tried with Sydney, not I haven't succeeded yet. But, um, like... <laughs> yeah, just like the Japanese. But I kind of... I like, like, obviously, I kind of expected Dr. Shatterhand to be blowfilled. Like, I was kind of like, oh, he's with a woman. Like, oh, yeah, okay, like, like what's going on here? But the thing that I will say that kind of did disappoint me a little bit with it is that, like, I love the showdown. That chapter, the showdown between Blofeld and Bond is amazing. Yeah. Um, and violent. And vi- very violent. Um, I, but I, like, I feel the Tracy revenge element gets, like, lost pretty quickly because then it kind of just falls away. I feel like there needs to be some sort of, like, not like, oh, this is for Tracy or like something like that. I think Blofeld mentions it briefly, but it's kind of like, okay. Also the torture chair, like fucking tied to a chair where he's going to get blown up by a fucking volcano. Like, okay. Um, but like, so the ending, it just, at the end of the day, he knew Kishi Suzuki for like three days. He fucked her once. She got pregnant, which I'm sorry to say virgins on this call. It can happen. It's not tragedy, it's use a condom. Um, and, like, I love the fact that basically the only reason he fucks her is because Kissy gets, what is it, uh, horny toad sweat and crushed lizard and porn. 
basically to get she him hard. Him. He, I mean, she literally does because, like, she he he's like, no, I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood. She buggers off to Tokyo or whatever. And it's like, can I have some lizard sweat and some toad crust porn and whatever? And he's all like, cool, has sex. And like, I get, I get the element of the tragedy. I get the like, oh, he's never going to know that he got a woman pregnant. But I'm sorry, Bond's got women pregnant before that have never told him. Like, this is a thing. This is James Bond. He doesn't exactly keep his penis dry. And the fact of the matter is, it's passed in, it's mentioned in passing. It's like, if they had done an element of like, oh, and Kissy was so in love and knew they were so in love and she was going to tell him that they were pregnant so they could live together in this island forever... I'd be like, okay, I can see what they're doing there. Literally, they mentioned it like, oh, and she's carrying his child. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to Russia. Bye. And then I'm just like, okay, I get what he's doing. Sure, you could end it here. But I just, I don't think I was as sold on the ending as I was expecting to be. Uh, Like, I disagree because I think that who Bond is with is almost irrelevant. Uh, we, We know that from the amount of women he has in these books. But it's the fact that leading up to this, He's done. This is a guy who doesn't want this life anymore. And he's a guy who's probably willing willing to settle down anywhere, you know, and and just live a happy life. And the tragedy of this is that he's, you know, it could be a what? Not a happy life. Why would not be happy? Being married and having kids, you tell us. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. They're listening right now. I can't say much. Uh, I'm under duress. Put but, the knife uh, down, Colin. <laughs> Put the knife down, Casper. But but uh, because this is why it's, Colin loves this ending because it's just his line. But but it's it's the build up to this before he even loses his memory that makes this ending work because you know that this is a Bond who's willing to give up on everything with uh, MI6 and you know the, this this life of being an assassin and a spy and. He basically finally gets to the point where he's like, okay, I'm done. I've got my revenge. I got the guy I've been searching for for the last technically four books. And now I can just have a life. But it's like he doesn't remember. And so when he leaves, he's actually leaving something that would be better for him, which is whether he's in love with Kissy or not. This is just a life to settle down. And he's going back to what he, at the beginning of the novel he didn't want, but he doesn't even remember he doesn't want but, but that, that life. But that's a, that's a big issue I have is that he's got amnesia. And you know I hate amnesia in stories. And basically at the end of the day, in the next book, when he gets his memory back, he's completely like just back to being Bond. So like literally he's going to wake up in like three months and be like, oh, fuck, I'm not this person. Oh, shit, you got a baby? Fuck, I'm out of here. Bye. Just like in no time to die. Kills himself because he doesn't want to fucking face up the fatherhood. But isn't that implied, like, let's ignore man with the gun, gun, but isn't that implied that he then did go and find out who he was? So, like, if he had stayed, he wouldn't have found out. But mm-hmm. he went to Russia, and we don't really know what happened. And but, we'll then get the man with the gun. Him, but then he's been kept against his will, essentially. <laughs> like, he's basically been held as a prisoner. But he doesn't know. That's the tragedy well, of it. Yeah. He, uh, if I if I rape a woman in a sleep and she doesn't know, it's still rape. Like, I mean, like, I'm sorry. Like, that's a bad analogy, oh, but I'm just putting that I'm not quite sure where you're going with that. No, I didn't do that the other day. Now, now just you're to on the saying those words out loud. <laughs> do you want me to say poofter again? Uh, <laughs> well, ironically, that's going to save the situation. Is that the episode um, title? Um, no. no. Uh there is that tragedy and that's where i i don't love no time to die's ending but i 
do think that's where they kind of do get the tragedy of where there's just tragedy, where there's just no, oh, can we end with that? Tragedy. What song's that? Bee Gees? Oh, Bee Gees. I was like, tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. What's better? That or what's new pussycat? You decide. Oh. Tragedy. Tragedy oh, is more music appropriate. Or pussy cat, maybe. No, I think tragedy is more appropriate. You're right. Good call. So, thinking music, pussy cat. Do we have thinking yes. music in these episodes? Well, we got to do our final rankings. Oh, oh, oh we do. We do. Yeah. No, Colin's on. Yeah, he's a smart man, Colin. Oh, God. Not just a pretty face, is he? I was. Yeah, you're I a pretty dumb. face and blonde hair. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a bit dumber after I uh, dyed my hair blonde. Um, but there, that's where I do think the No Time to Die film kind of gets it right, where this there's no winning sort of tragedy. What yeah. get blown up by missiles or never see your little doo doo bubba and your <laughs> uh, big grown up bubba ever again, uh, and you can't touch them, can't touch this. Doing it. Oh, that could be the thing. Oh, God, that's Next my motto. Uh, what you can't touch this because it's in, no right. <laughs> No, you've lost it in the last few months since we've finally got one. <laughs> is it, I don't know. Is it you, you're too busy in your new job? You've really lost it, Ben. I lost it many years ago, Noah. It's fine. I don't believe. You'll lose it one um, day. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm just jealous. Um, when you meet a woman. But, uh but, but yeah the, that's where uh i think they got that ending and i do think they kind of took from this novel with their ending and that's where i kind of appreciate it more and more that sort of tragedy it's like stay and not know who the hell you are and not know that you've got out of the thing that you're dying to get out with or leave and leave your child and your wife behind and you never know about it and then you get back into the very thing that you did, wanted to forget in the first place that's this cannot win tragedy which uh, this sort of uh, this way, that way, it, it both is not going to really be a good ending. Makes it so poetic and makes it this perfect ending where, yes, it's a cliffhanger, but we don't need to know what happened next. Does yeah. he go to Vladivostok Stock and does he find out that he's really James Bond or does he go there and he doesn't find out anything and he goes back to Japan or does he go to Russia and he gets captured or does he get turned and brainwashed? It doesn't matter. Like. That's what makes it. That's why I don't really like endings for TV shows and stuff where they wrap it up so well. I like that. I like thinking about after Return of the Jedi, maybe Luke Skywalker opened these big Jedi academies and all well, these we'll things. We never know because there was happened. never any uh, movies but, after Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I'll go with that one. Um, but yeah, I liked. I for years, twenty years, I'd speculate what happened after Return of the Jedi. And that's why it's like, yes, it's a cliffhanger, but we don't actually need the resolution to the cliffhanger. So it, and I do think the film definitely had a had a resolution, but it did catch that sort of tragic, no real good way out of this. Yeah, I mean, I I I see your point, but it just no, I don't know. Like it just it, the fact that he's brainwashed this entire time, like, well, amnesia. You know, if he if he didn't have amnesia, and maybe he was just normal Bond, and it was explained a bit better, I'd I'd be on board with it more. But it's just no, I just it wasn't it wasn't like that took away from me the from the overall enjoyment of this book. So sorry. Well, you're still an idiot. 
Thank you. How, how would you have ended it? Uh, kill him. He means nothing to me. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, you could. Like, just, like, leave it that ambiguous. Kill him. Just the obituary. This is why I like it better than the No Time to Die real ending, because in this book, James Bond does die. There's a funeral for him. There's the obituary. Uh, doesn't there's like Mary Goodnight write something up or something uh, from memory at, at the end. So James Bond does die, but except for he doesn't die, and he has that potential to come well, back. Maybe and we're wish- going to see that in Bond Twenty Six. He washes <laughs> up on a beach yeah. somewhere. Well, it, it does make me think why why the film couldn't have figured out to do this sort of. Uh, James Bond is dead, but not really dead thing. Did they need that real proper resolution? I don't know. Well, we'll find out in Idris Elba's next adventure, which I also can understand. I loved, I sent you guys that link of the, the clickbait headline. Tom Hanks reveals who he wants to be the next James Bond. Yeah. He said Idris Elba, by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so great novel. And we've got to give it another shout out. Dicko Henderson. Kangaroo uh, Bump. Like, <laughs> yeah, and apparently this guy is based on a real Australian that Fleming hang out with, hung out with in Tokyo. Uh, but it's the closest we get to Australia, really, in the Fleming novels. Although if you read Raymond Benson's uh, <laughs> Zero Minus Ten, you've got Bond having steak in a pub in the outback. Um, yeah. And also the other thing was Shatterhand, that mm. there was the rumour that the last film was going to be called Shatterhand. Uh after like Skyfall, Spectre, Shatterhand. Uh, it's a good name. And I do, I do wonder if it was, and then too many people sort of said it, so they're like, oh, no, we can't yeah. do that. Everyone's guessed it. I, I get the vibe because it took so much from You Only Live Twice, and it would continue that S trilogy, Skyfall, Spectre, Shatterhand. And would you just call and- Rami Malik Shatterhand instead to make it make sense? Yeah, something like that. I mean, No because Time to Die makes no sense. the most generic generic nonsense since diet of the day um on titles i did read something funny on like the wiki that we talk about fleming being such a creative writer and whatnot apparently honor majesties was supposed to be called hell's bells or something until somebody told him about yeah but then somebody told him about a novel uh called Honor Majesty's Secret Service from, like, the 1890s. And he's like, oh, I'll have that. <laughs> and he just stole it from... Typical. So Bond, 20... Bond 26 could be called, like, I don't know, Jurassic Park or something. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the Fleming tradition of just stealing shit from called the Called Double Oz 7. I would love it if they just called Bond 26 James Bond. Imagine if, like, um, they go to Australia and they literally called it Double Oz 7. Like, we would... I would be thrilled. We would get lots of listeners. James James Bond in New York. When's that coming? Uh, anyway, uh, that's You Only Live Twice. We're good on that one. Move on to the yeah, big we've got, finale. We've got 20 minutes here, Noah, so hurry up. <laughs> well, something tells me that we can get through this. Because um, the last novel is, okay, we had this amazing ending. The James Bond series is ended. And I still kind of think of You Only Live Twice as the ending to me. Mm-hmm. I, I ignore this one. This is like the sequel trilogy to me, this man with the golden gun. I ignore that it's a thing. Um, but Fleming decided, no, I've tried to kill James Bond about 10 times. Let's bring him back just one more time, one more. Uh, and then in the midst of writing this, carks it, kicks the bucket and leaves us with this turd. Um, thanks, Fleming. He's parting gift to the Bond fandom. Um, it's 
the the rumor is he didn't finish it and that this isn't really a finished book it's more of a draft and that it would have potentially been a lot different and that maybe somebody else a ghostwriter finished it uh it's very believable it doesn't feel like the other 11. uh it feels coming off probably his best written novel like just in terms of prose to this it feels like fan fiction it doesn't feel like the same writer and the, the dialogue is so weak and bare, the descriptions and prose is so weak and bare, and the story is almost non-existent at some point. Uh, so, yeah, this idea that we could have had this amazing story of Bond not knowing who he is and going into Vladivostok, into Russia, and meeting the KGB, and is, is he turned? Is he a good guy? There's so much potential with that story. Instead, Fleming just ignores all of that part, and we pick up with Bond trying to kill M <laughs> in like the opening chapter, and we've got like what the like a silver screen comes down to like protect M or some nonsense, and then in the next chapter, okay, let's just send him on a mission. He yeah. just tried to kill me, but we'll give him we'll give him a go. Uh, we'll give this new guy. A Happens shot. on this show all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's like it's 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 other nonsense. It's fan fiction. It just is coming off the most amazing written novel to like there. Even though I think it should have ended there, there is a ton of potential for this story of Bond being brainwashed, of finding out. Well, there's barely any reference to Kissy or Japan, uh, and it's like, oh, we thought Bond was dead. Oh, you're back. Oh, and you're trying to kill me. Oh, but we'll put you on a mission. Uh, it's so a messy. A mission. Uh, so messy, such a disappointing conclusion to the series if we view this as the end. Um, but, I mean, that being said, I still kind of agree when Ben was talking about these being page turners. I feel like this is an easy read, and even though it's kind of nonsense, it does, I do, like, it's not hard to get through, and you can get through it. And there are some good, the showdown between uh, uh, Scaramanga, Pistols, Scaramanga, and... Bond at the end in like the swamps. I mm. think that's up there with some of Fleming's best. Like that last few chapters where, when they're on the train and then Bond's chasing him and uh, he gives a speech. Like I kind of wish we got that in the end uh, in the film because I think Scaramanga's death in the film is disappointing. Um, but Pistol Scaramanga over Christopher Lee, this character is just has to be one of Fleming's worst. He's just like this gangster and he's all these other gangsters. It's yeah. Well, I mean, we, we ranked it last, I think, both of us, Colin, last time. Yeah, it's it's an easy last place. I mean, ben may disagree on that. We'll see. But uh, this is the book that I really struggled with because I had read all the others, not even in order, but I intentionally saved Man with a Golden Gun for last, not even knowing any of the issues with it or the the stories about it being, you know, a first draft or unfinished or ghostwritten. Uh, and I remember starting to read this and just being like, okay, this is sort of interesting, but not really what I was expecting. And then within a few chapters, I'm like, this is really boring. Like, I'm struggling to get through this. So I figured maybe the audiobook would be easier. So I tried the audiobook, and I'm like, this is still really boring. How am I going to do this? And it took me like six months to a year, I think, to actually go back, maybe even longer, to go back and read the book start to finish. I think once I did, though, it was easier. And this is um, uh, going back on the Star Wars movies, uh, like... The Force Awakens, uh, even Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, maybe there's some stuff in there that can be enjoyed, but it is very easy to 
just say Return of the Jedi is the end and not say, oh, I don't accept that these other movies exist. It's just, oh, to me, this is a perfect ending. And you can have your two alternate worlds, the alternate world where this is the ending, the alternate world where this is a continuation. And that's kind of the way I always viewed this book. You know, it, it, it's fine as its own thing, but to me, the perfect ending already happened and we didn't necessarily need this. Um, but I will say that some of the good things about this is again, the way that Fleming describes environments. And, and I think if this is w what we kind of believe just the first draft and he still had things left to finish, uh, I think that it shows what Fleming's strengths were as a writer is that he knew how to describe an environment. He knew how to, uh, you know, give personality to characters, even though I completely agree with you. Scaramanga is the biggest disappointment in this He's book. Terrible. He is, he is so generic. Uh, Pistols is so generic, but barely the, a character. yeah, exactly. I mean, I think his introduction was decent where you're like, Oh, I kind of get who this guy's supposed to be. And then they don't go anywhere. But the idea of bond being a henchman is something that they hadn't really done before. And I feel like if Fleming had had a chance to go back and just, you know, revise this a little bit, work on uh, uh, a couple of the, the weak points, you could have developed a lot out of Bond, the guy whose memory was shot, who just tried to assassinate M, and now he's a henchman. Is he going to be torn more between, oh, maybe this is who I am, and oh, I'm forgetting again who I'm supposed to be? And he just never had a point to get there. There was a, a podcast I listened to recently where they interviewed yeah. an author, um, an author named Bernard Cornwell, who awesome. he, he described the way he writes when he's like, you know what, if I write a book and I don't know exactly... If I'm not happy with something, I just keep writing. I'm like, all right, I'll sort this out later and go back over it. And that's kind of the way this whole book reads. Like Fleming got to a certain points where he's like, eh, not quite sure if this is going to work, but here, I'll just put something down on the page and I'll sort it out later. And just Unlike never had a chance Phil. to sort it out later. I mean, let's, let's not insult Ian Fleming's worst novel here by comparing it to the, the best thing Ben Waterworth ever produced. Uh, the dub, but double on seven. <laughs> But but I, I think I will say that, you know, the Mary Goodnight character, it's a huge step down from the novels that preceded this, but she's definitely not the worst Bond girl in the novels. It is just a little bit weird that she's suddenly a love interest when she's been mentioned in all these ones prior to this. It would it would kind of be like him getting together with Money Penny. Well, I don't she, know if I'm the only one who feels that. She she uh, she was only in on Her Majesty's Seat the last three, right? Because I think I wrote in my mm -hmm. notes like, oh, here she is. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think she's just kind of there. I mean, do they even, like, hook up at the end? I, don't, I know it's, like, implied, but, like, I don't know if they ever, like, actually do. Um, but this is where, like, this novel feels so tied out because it's like we don't even have an original bong girl. Let's just throw Mary Goodnight in there. Uh, then it's like, oh, where can we go? Can we go to Australia? Can we go to, like, South America? No, let's go back to Jamaica. Uh, and let's just have a random gangster. Yeah. The novel feels so tired. Yeah. No wonder he died. Scaramanga is a is terrible uh, in this, which is just bad. And I also wrote here, Scaramanga apparently is gay because he can't whistle. Is that a <laughs> like? I, I can't I whistle. If you can't whistle, you're gay. If I could say the p word, um, we've, we've, we've used our p quota for the decade, so I can't say it anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a whole lot. I mean, you're right. No, I do like the the death of Scaramanga. That is kind of cool because you can really picture this sort of swamp environment so i will say that yeah jamaica's been used again but my argument would be that it's written differently 
Like it's kind mm-hmm. of like using the Jurassic Park analogy. It's like Noah's will probably go over your head. I don't know how familiar you are with the Jurassic Park sequels, but it's like Jurassic Park three and the Lost World are both set on Isla Sauna, but on different parts of the island, so they both feel very different. I think this, this is, is like the seedy Jamaica. Yeah, and like you kind of and like and even Brian Cox was in both of them too. <laughs> is he um he's probably been on the show he's and the I even... <laughs> um is succession good should i watch it i've i've heard people say it's the single greatest television show of all time yeah it says, i saw somebody post the other day that it was the greatest ending they've ever seen in tv so maybe i'll watch it but um i need to check it out but um yeah the, the whole bond killing ending like you're right now like that should be a uh, the, that's interesting like have that as a whole novel of like him in russia coming yeah. back and even because like i'll be honest with you like i i kind of remembered you saying that he what brainwashed but i don't remember this plot to kill m so when all of a sudden like he's in this room and he's talking about mother russia i'm going huh, what's going on here is he evil all of a sudden was i i didn't know uh and then but i do love the fact that bomb die m die oh well you've been a bad bond go to jamaica um so yeah but he kind of just sits out of a hotel room for the majority of this novel. And Felix is back. I mean, that's exciting, right? Yeah, uh, it's just it, there is so much potential. And then, like, even, like, yeah, the Bond becoming a henchman uh, thing has potential. Um, and what a name. Let's start with the name. Mark Hazard. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> that's is a, a Bond name. Come on, that's a porn star name. Come on. Yeah. My porn star name. <laughs> but, but it's like... Uh, yeah, I, I like what Colin you said about the sort of like two alternate timelines. I kind of think you only live twice to the end of the Flemings, and then I sort of think of Man with the Golden Gun and put it in with like the Colonel Sun oh, yeah. and the Horowitz one as sort of like the continuation. Uh, and and there is a rumor that Kingsley Amos of Colonel Sun helped finish this, but I can't believe that because Colonel Sun is a much better. But Anthony Horowitz, and I hope we get to the Horowitz ones because they really are the best. Continue. He sort of course corrected this novel and he did a book called With a Mind to Kill, I think it's called. And they actually send him back into Russia and uh, they, they pretend to kill M. So Bond goes back to Russia and says, oh, I killed M. Uh, I really was working with you guys. Uh, so, so that he can get inside of Russia. Uh, and then, like, I think one of these random henchmen of Scaramangas shows up and Bond, like, completely just a one-line character in this novel is, like, an important character in this book where he, Bond's like, oh, shit, this guy recognises me. He's going to blow my cover. So, like, Horowitz finds a way to, like, really fix Man with the Golden Gun and makes a pretty decent end to the Bond uh, series, so I think Horowitz kind of saves his novel in some ways. Uh, so I hope we get to that. Uh, but uh, it's like Bond going to find out who he really is, and instead of finding out, he gets brainwashed. Has so much potential. Um, mm. Shan, oh. I agree. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah mm. No, I don't. I don't know if I have much more to add on this book, right? It's no. it's disappointment, but oh. it like it's a it's a read. The, the line that, uh, the, the bit when he talks about the whistling, so it's in the whole section when like M's reading all the notes on Scaramanga and it says, uh, the fact that this man cannot whistle now, it may only be a myth and it's certainly not medical science, but there is a popular theory that a man who cannot whistle has homosexual, uh, homosexual tendencies. 
Uh, and then it says, Mem ha- M hadn't whistled since he was a boy. Unconsciously, his mouth pursed and a clear note was emitted. He uttered the important cha and continued with his reading. This M is straight. M's a man. I've been, I've whistling been whistling man. since I was a boy. Uh, I, I yeah, can't let whistle. Me have to so. get... <laughs> no, neither can I. That's pretty gay. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a dog whistle? <laughs> How is Ben the only straight one on this podcast? <laughs> the one that loves Madonna. <laughs> Who is about to release a single with Sam Smith? So, oh, the single gayest thing ever, Madonna and Sam Smith. Can, can you whistle die another day? <laughs> now that's straight. I can also play it. <laughs> no, we've got like 10 minutes. Hurry up. I do like the idea of M being this repressed uh, guy, though, who has like desperate to show everyone that he can whistle. So every scene with M is just whistling. Uh, but Fleming had to get one, one completely out of date nonsense that's offensive to some minority before he died, didn't he? It wouldn't be a bomb novel without Didn't they one. edit this out in the new woke versions? Or oh, that's a good question. Actually, yeah. I could see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so M could be gay in the new one, in the new novel. We don't know if he can whistle or not. Um, so, yeah, that's, and then that's the end. And we should mention, like, I forgot this until I reread this. Bond is going to get knighted in mm, and he the end it down. of this novel. And he turns it down because he prefers his, like, anonymity. And I guess, like, it's not Bond and his child and being amnesia. I guess it serves somewhat as an ending. Bond's going to get knighted, but he turns it down because he prefers to be in the shadows and doesn't want to be known as Sir James Bond. I, I mean, do we like that as a ending if we can't have you only live twice ending? I mean, Austin Powers got knighted. Johnny English got knighted. So <laughs> they were parroting that. Sir Brian Cox been knighted yet? <laughs> I don't know. Probably in that movie, you know, <laughs> the Hibdi Who Hitler or whatever it was called. It's so odd because you think of all the things that James Bond has done for England and then it's taking down Pistol Wars, Scaramanga, that's going to get him knighted. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess. But I guess it's an ending of some sort. Uh, But then that's it. That's the end of the Bond-Fleming chronology. Uh, We've still got a few other things to do. Where do we land then next? We're going to go through the short stories because they never really had any sort of chronology except for one character is mentioned in this novel that is in a short story. So there's one, but uh, we're just going to read both of them and talk about all of the individual short stories. We want to do it per book. I reckon like, I mean, I'm just going to read both of them, you know, pretty quickly. So I I mean, I guess you just do each book and maybe just give a brief, summary of each yeah. of the stories and what we think i don't think because it was there were like 10 yeah. stories you just i think by book yeah yeah and am i so again am so i next... ranking the stories within the i think we just ranked the book surely because i know in the the freaking canadian uh, readers should... digest they like rank the books not the stories. you, sh- you should the, rank the problem is the books stories. are like collections where these stories yeah. were not written as a book but what so... if i love 007 in new york number one that i put that at number one like then, then you do that like an entire novel like that's weird yeah all right if you yeah. if you insist 
you know, I might have to reread some of them. I've forgotten some of them. Um, Me too. And then after that, I, I would like to get some of these continuation ones because there's some interesting stuff. Where do we land there? Because I don't think we need to do all the best. Discuss that in the next but... episode. I, no, I, I, I kind of like the idea, like you said, of do Colonel Sun and then the Anthony Horowitz ones. Just do those four. Yeah, yeah. just tell me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> I think Colonel Sun has to because it was written at the same time as Fleming or like the chronology. And then the Horowitz are set during middle before and after Fleming and really tie it up. So, yeah. But I guess we do Colonel Sun on its own then and then the three horrors. Can we Does do the work? Bond official chronol- the autobiography? Oh, <laughs> we have to do that. Maybe we can do that with Colonel Sun because that kind of ties in the Fleming storyline too before they took a 10-year gap before Gardner. So maybe we can do those two yeah. and then the Horowitz. Yeah. Yeah. Good pre-production on air. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, what are the things we have? Dude, I, I think, think this one. Mr. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Do you have that ready? Oh, yeah, it's loud on uh, on my end. So, Majesty Secret Service, we got one Bond, James Bond, one kill. Um, two lays, Tracy and who else? The Ruby. Ruby. Right? Ruby. Yeah. yeah. And three, three martinis. Uh, you only live twice. We've got Bond, James Bond, uh, zero times, but Bunt says it apparently. <laughs> we, and we didn't mention Bunt. She lives. Yeah. She could return. No, she doesn't. She gets um, killed. She gets in the rubble, but there's no confirmation that she ever dies, though. I thought she got like quite clearly killed. Well, she comes back in a Raymond Benson's. <laughs> oh, well, spoiler. Thanks for that. <laughs> Why read it now then? No, don't, honestly. Uh, <laughs> two two lays? Who else does he lay in your end of the time? Uh, I did this a while ago. Dicko. Does he, doesn't he yeah, go we'll to like, go a, uh, like a brothel? Brothel or something, yeah, probably. Uh, Man with the gun gun, no Bon James, two kills, one lay, and zero martinis, which takes a total to eight Bon James Bonds, 32 kills, 14 lays and 36 martinis. He's an alcoholic in the books. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's more than the movies. Uh, I don't think we really need to do... um, We don't do Hall of Fame. I don't think we really need to go through the reviews and that because there aren't really any. So I guess that leaves us to do the wonderful one that if I can find it, it is... Blonde hair is maybe mild. Well, no, it's not just him. Well, just shut up and enjoy that I've got magical buttons I can press now. All right, can I do my rankings? Because I have to run. If you need to run and rank, that's your prerogative. <laughs> do you do? What I you need, need to, to run do? and rank. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking at my rankings here. I, I, I'm almost tempted to swap Diamonds Are Forever and Goldfinger from the last one. Except I kind of think that like Diamonds Are Forever has a really strong finish, but it's really boring before that. And Goldfinger is just perfectly mediocre throughout. So m- the nine that I have before this uh, is intact outside of the three here. Uh, I'm going to put Man with a Golden Gun as my very bottom. Mm. Um, that shouldn't be surprised. So then it's just Honor Majesty Secret Service and You Only Live Twice. And I think originally my original rankings, I had Casino Royale number one, 
Honor Majesty Secret Service number two, and you only live twice number three. Correct. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to swap those. I'm oh. going to put you only live twice as my number two, uh-huh. and Honor Majesty Secret Service is my number three. So so hang on, hang on, hang on. you only live twice is two. Majesty's yes. three, uh, and Xenera's one. So then Russia would be. No, what's next? Moonraker would be next for. Okay, what's five? Five, Doctor No. Yes. Six from Russia with Love. Uh, that is correct. Yep. Seven, Live and Let Die. <laughs> yep. Uh, eight, Spy Who Loved Me. <laughs> Sorry, I just need to keep you in the line longer because I love you. Uh, nine. Nine, Thunderball. Thunderballs. Ten. 10 Goldfinger. Okay, which is in that spot on my list. Why have I got in this order? I don't know. 10, what's 11? 11 Diamonds and then 12 Man with a Golden Gun. Okay, cool. All right. Well, you're dismissed then. Bye. I'm off to go learn how to whistle. All right. Enjoy the rest of the rankings. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Jamie's going to leave you. Wow, he really... Jesus, he just off the line straight away. Fucking hell. Gone. Wow. Doesn't hang around, doesn't he? doesn't like to be with us anymore. All right. Um, no, he doesn't like to be too cool for us. doesn't even want to know my rankings, but whatever. Uh, what are yours then, Noah? Um, so I put Man with the Gun Gun at a very sad bottom. Um, bottom. Mm, sad bottom. <laughs> um, my favorite. That's your nickname, Sad Bottom. <laughs> I'm a top. Have you ever had a nickname? Have, have we gone over this? For some reason at work, people have decided to call me Benny. And oh, I'm Benny. And I'm seven, Penny? eight months into my job now, and it's a bit awkward if I started saying I don't like being called Benny, but everyone calls me Benny, and I fucking hate it. So, yeah. Uh, all my nicknames. Sorry, sorry uh, to hear that, Benny. You heard one of my nicknames when I used the P word on this uh, show earlier. Uh, my nicknames weren't very nice. Let's just say that. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's why you need to reclaim it. You should also just reclaim Benny. No, it just, oh, no. It's just, ugh, hate it. Benno? Benno's fine. I've been called Benno before. Ben, I can accept Ben. I would even, I, I usually don't like being called my full name, but I, I would rather Benjamin over Benny. Who are you, coach? <laughs> Benjamin Wade. Benny Wade. There he is. Oh, I'm sorry you're going through some workplace bullying, Benny. <laughs> I'm being bullied at Cheer work. Cheer up, Benny. When I inevitably get I mean, fired for some misconduct, I'll sue. <laughs> <laughs> when you get fired for reclaiming the P-word. <laughs> Probably. I'll uh, listen to this episode on my rape comment and then I'll be cancelled tomorrow, so it's fine. That was a reference. Yeah. I wasn't condoning that. Yeah, just a bad reference. I've actually had about 10 nicknames. I really have had so many nicknames throughout my life. Grozy. Uh, we've been doing ranking of the nicknames. What's yeah, your best one? Was one of them. Well, in primary school, my nickname, like full on, everyone called me was Poss or Pop Short for Poss. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before. I swear I've heard that before from you. But that was like everyone called me that. That everyone. died down. Is that, a, is that a name of the episode? Everyone calls me Poss? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, my Gmail used to be postnower at hotmail.com. Post not my Gmail. Postnower um, at hotmail.com. Send me an email sometimes. <laughs> you know, you know, like uh, you're, you're on Tinder, all the fun ones, but you, you know, when it's like, 
sometimes it will be like one thing I want to know. I think it's on Hinge, and it's like one thing I want to know is what your uh, email address was when you were growing up. Like it's like it's embarrassing. My email address, my first email address I ever got, I still use to this day. So that's more like it's. I mean, it's everyone calls me David. Because it's called, of 69. No, that was my second one. But like I, I like I have a reference to third watch in it, so everyone thinks that my name is David. Um, but I actually at one point did have an email address, sexy Ben, as in S E X C B E N at yahoo.com. Email that one. I would you rather people call you sexy Ben? Um, <laughs> sounds so bad. <laughs> you, you should just say to your workmates, uh, when they call you Benny, uh, I don't know how to say this, but my name is actually David. <laughs> yeah. David E. How are you, mate? Davo. 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, my name, you can't really do my name as a sort of Aussie name, can you? Noary. No. <laughs> That's just like saying no. No. Grosenator. There you are, old chap. Come here, you. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Bit too biblical for an Aussie name. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Man with the Gun Gun at the bottom. Um, then I started off with Majesties, uh, rest in peace, the Queen. And when, when are we going to recap on His Majesty's Secret Service? True. Yeah, it's book, coming out, right? Could be interesting. Yeah. Um, I struggled with some of my hats. Chucker in the middle. Six. Okay, I'm going to have to get you Chucker to do, the do these in order in a moment, but just finish your. And is you only live twice your number one? Well, that's going to make it easy because number one, you only live twice. It's such a, every time I read, I fall more in love. Okay. So let me, okay. Without you reading them, I'm going to try and see if I can do this, work it out. So you only live twice, one. That means Moonraker will be two. Casino Royale will be three. Russia with Love will be four. Dr. No will be five. Uh, Majesty six. Spy Who Loved Me, seven. That would make Thunderbolt eight. Um, that would no, make you oh. lost it. B. Have I lost it? Where are you? Where are you? Sexy boss. Sounds like a seven HOFM breakfast show in the nineties. <laughs> this morning we're Betty and Puff. Uh, today on Betty, on the show, we're Puff. <laughs> Betty and today Puff. we're gonna make some prank calls. I remember remember Kim and Dave when Dave used to do the crazy call. <laughs> on Boston today we're doing some crazy calls we're gonna call up Colin and pretend to be his wife Jamie no I've got and I've pretend got... that she's leaving him because he can't whistle I can actually make phone calls through this soundboard so I could prank people right now I've got Jimmy let's call Jimmy hey g'day Jimmy can we, Hi. <laughs> can we prank Colin I don't have his number anymore oh, oh who can we prank <laughs> we've never done a prank on 007 <laughs> Should I just call like Telstra? Just be like, hello. I really want to <laughs> sign up. <laughs> can, we, can we call someone pretending to be George Lazenby who's upset because this never happened to the other fella? Who uh, can we call? Ghostbusters? Um, yeah. I, I, it's too late for me to think right now. We'll do that next time. All right. Hang on. So, wait. Um, where, did I, where did you lose? Where did I lose you at? Uh, 
What Just go to another life. <laughs> okay, one, you only live twice. Two, Moonraker. Three, Casino Royale. Four, From Russia With Love. Five, Doctor No. Six, Majesties. Seven, Spy Love Me. Am I still right? Oh, but isn't Live and Let Die, so... Uh, oh, shit, Live and Let Die. Yeah, you're right. Okay, hang on. Well, Live and Let Die originally on this list was five. So... <laughs> How about you read your list from one through to 12 and I'll fill it in that way. This is great podcasting. None, you only live twice. Two, move hang on, Hang on, one, you only live twice. What you done these ones? Two, move you know I deleted them. Three, casino. <laughs> How? Annie, you're killing me. <laughs> Sorry, Poss, I'm trying. Four, what's four? <laughs> Five. <laughs> Doctor, no. Six is Majesty's. Seven. Oh, no, Majesty's secret server. Seven is Live and Let Die. Live and let die. Eight is Spy Love Me. Spy Love Me. Nine was Thunderball. Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, that one. Uh, ten is Thunderball. Thunderball. Eleven is Goldfinger. Twelve men. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Okay. Man with the Golden Gun. Yes. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, on that note, um, I am going to put Man with the Golden Gun at twelfth. So it's a triple toilet stinker. First time we've ever agreed fully on one title, I think, on this show to be completely at the bottom uh, in a rankings. Ha, huh? bottom. Um, you only live twice. I have put at sixth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I liked it. I just, the ending kills it for me. I just, uh. sorry. Uh but Majesties, I have put at two. I have put at Whoa. two. Oh, you, my God. Do you remember my number one? Oh, God, what was it? Diamonds Are Forever or something? A movie that is... Uh, the movie is my least favourite Bond film, but the book <laughs> is number one. Oh, movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Surprise me. Well, I, I, you, did you talk about Majesty's enough to be number two? I said I really loved it. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost put it at number one, to be completely honest with you. Like, I was very Quite tempted long. to put it at number one. But, I no, I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed on Majesty's. And I said it made the movie better for me. So, yeah, so I guess my final rankings then for those playing at home, and we'll do our averages here, we'll play some uh, Pussycat. So I have Moonraker at one, Majesty's at two, uh, From Russia With Love at three, Doctor No at four, Four, live and let die at five. You only live twice at six. Casino Royale at seven. <laughs> uh, Diamonds are forever at eight. Spy who loved me at nine. Uh, Thunderball at ten. Goldfinger at eleven. And Man with a Golden Gun twelve. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So Ooh. that then means I feel like it's got to be Moonraker, right? Well, let's um play the dulcet tones of a man who passes out when he sings really loudly, Sir Tom Jones, a man who I've interviewed, subtle brag, and we will come back and hear the averages. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. 
pussycat, pussycat, I've got flowers and lots of hours to spend with you. So go and bother your cute little pussycat nose. Pussycat, pussycat, I love you. Yes, I do. You and your pussycat nose. What's new, pussycat? Whoa! Is that actually about a cat or is it about like a derogatory turn to a woman? What is new? I I don't know. I mean, that was released in like the 60s, right? What's new? There used to be a a shop in Hobart. What's new? It still is a shop in Northgate. I'll go there this weekend for you. I'll buy you something. Um, This week on What's New with Benny and Poss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at all the good sales at what's new this week at Northgate. Get in and get your pussycats now, nine ninety nine. <laughs> Black Thunder. Remember? Do you remember? Like, did you ever used to listen to like? Uh, you would be too young to remember them being called Triple T, right? But it used to be Triple T Black Thunder, and you'd go and get your like your oak milk and your new idea. And if you're lucky, like a double pass to see like Batman and Robin or something like that in the late nineties. Like it was fun. If you like the Northgate car park, there they are, Black Thunder. Might meet Kim and Dave. Um, Man with Gold Gun, 12. Goldfinger, 11. A 10. Thunderball, a 9. Diamonds are forever. Can I just say I've got the bottom four? Good for you. You win. It's a stressful now. I might get a whole win. Well, well, I mean, considering that in the original one, you guys what ranked all the bottom, like, what was it, like, six together? Um, that was the least entertaining rankings I've ever listened to in my life. Uh, at number eight, you, you got another winner, Spy Who Loved Me. Whoa, look at me. Number seven, you have another winner, Live and Let Die. <laughs> <laughs> Your streak Enzo at number six, because nobody got that one, right? Dr. No. Um, at number five, you have the glory, glory, hallelujah, that is from Russia with love. At mm. number four, Casino Royale. Oh. At number three, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, it's the boogeyman. Oh. I want to say in the original rankings of this, when you guys did it, Casino Royale was number one. So <laughs> it's dropped to number four. Uh, number two, You Only Live Twice. Moonraker is number wow. one. It was number six when you guys did it. Wow. Where are you? That's Finally, the- Moonraker gets some love. I kind of want to reread it. Like, I just really enjoyed Moonraker. Like, it was just. We're like, going to do the rereads now? The rereads. Oh, God. It took me a long time. <laughs> another, wait, another 36 years when I'm 72. I really liked Moonraker. It was a good <laughs> novel. Um, well, yeah. that's solid now. Not a, not a bad list. I, I think that's a pretty respectable list, honestly. I would I couldn't get behind most of that. That's a, that's a Bond. Um, Girl's name. Respectable. I get behind most of it. Well, that too. That's mine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> that, really lost it. we should never have taken a little high eight. This isn't really our final list, though, is it? This is our final original doubles list. But if we're adding the short stories, this is, won't be our final list. 
Oh, well, I kind of viewed that the short stories would be its own list because oh. there's like 10 of them. Oh, okay. No, I... that's, why you were, that's why you were so against it. Because, because you yeah. thought it was going to be like, from a view to a kill, under Casino Royale. But that, that's why I was questioning because I'm like, what if I really liked 007 in New York and I ranked it above <laughs> Moon Rank? That would have made sense. <laughs> <laughs> Now we can see why okay. you were so I get it's a separate <laughs> list. Oh, that <laughs> makes sense. Okay, I'm on board with that. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not talking about putting 007 like next to in New York next to Spy Love. But can should we? Is it too complicated? Because like I know the Reader's Digest list ranked like the books overall, so like they included them in the list. Yeah. I wouldn't be against it, but I can tell you right now they would probably be just low at the bottom. But we could do that. I guess it's hard to compare them, though, is it? Like it's because I mean they're not. Yeah, because they're not novel. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. All right. No, I, no. I like that idea. I get it. I like it. Ben's smart. You're on board. Benny's on board. Benny's on board, boss. Uh, Benny's on board. <laughs> That's one of the segments on our radio show. Benny's on board. This what week... are you on board with today, this week, Benny? <laughs> I'm on board with your opinions on how to rank the Bond stories, boss. Is that what we're oh, going to... Can we call the episode that the Benny and Poss show? Because Colin will look Benny at that and, and go, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it's a Benny and Poss show. <laughs> Poor Colin. Or do we, okay, it's, it's Benny, uh, people already know this already. Is it the Benny and Poss show or the life and times of Brian Cox? Oh, uh, Benny and Poss show. Yeah, the Benny and Poss show. Been on show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me a shout out. Screw you, Colin. Uh, uh, Colin's on every week. Uh, so, yeah, we'll read both of them then. I don't know what Colin was saying about like just doing one of them, but that's a waste of time. Um, <laughs> so we'll read both of them. Uh but like, yeah, you've done, you've done it uh, for the main Bond series. It's over. But I can't, kind of can't believe we've come to a, this ending. Uh, but do you know anything about the short stories? I feel like they kind of get forgotten about in Bond lore. We've got like ten more Bond stories to get through. Uh, I mean, I guess Ian Fleming stories, right? In terms of there are other Bond stories, but stories. I, I, I vaguely remember listening to you guys talk about. Isn't there like a a a recipe on like is it it's not quiche is it like isn't there like well when is he scrambled eggs right? <laughs> I mean it would have been good quiche I made a keto quiche recently not too bad actually um but yeah I don't know if I know anything I I, I kind of read the synopsis on Wikipedia like I mean the Living Daylight sounds like the movie The Living Daylights like he's protecting a beautiful woman sniper or something like that um. But I, I honestly, I'm very intrigued. I literally think it's the last story, isn't it? 007 in New York. Obviously, my love of New York, I kind of just want to read it. And I'm probably going to like it. I probably feel I'm going to like it unless it's just not what I'm expecting. Like, Bond gets out of a cab and sees the Statue of Liberty and <laughs> goes to see David Letterman. <laughs> I don't like that. I mean, then I like it. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, it's all seriousness. I was reading Live and Let Die when I was moving to New York. So the fact that I was literally going to stations daily that I'm reading in this novel was kind of cool at the time. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I don't know a whole lot out of them. The thing, like, I don't know about you when you read books, but, like, I'm a bit, like, I've got to, I can't just read halfway, like, oh, halfway through a chapter, put a bookmark in. I've got to end at a chapter, right? 
And yep. like, and like generally, you know, I kind of will set myself an allotted time or I've got this, like if I'm on a train, I'm like, okay, I know my train's going to be 20 minutes. I could read this amount of pages in 20 minutes. Looking through it, like obviously each story is basically just one continuous chapter. So I'm going to be like, ah, oh, I'm on like a 20 minute, I can't read 45 pages in 20 minutes. Like, what am I going to do here? Like, so I'm going to have to like somehow work a weird balance out on how to read these. D, why were you late for work? I was reading from a view to a kill. From a view to a kill, as he makes <laughs> scrambled eggs. Why were you late for work, Benny? Uh, you know how it is with the Hildebrand rarity. Yeah, and that, that's another segment on the Benny and Post show. Why were you late for work this week, Noah? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did This week, oh, why were you late for work? You know, I think we could uh, almost give this a crack right now. Literally, like, let, let's try this. Uh, hang on a minute. Hey kids, it's that time again to get pumped and ready. It's the Benny and Poss Show, live on CFM. Over to you, Poss. Uh, it's a beautiful morning here in Zoom land. Uh, 40 degrees weather, but we like it hot on the Benny and Poss Show. Because we've got some hot, juicy gossip for you this week. Uh... So what's new with you, Benny? Oh, all the all the fun stuff, Posse boy. What a what a morning. I I heard those rumors about you and Taylor Swift, but we're gonna talk about that today. Yeah, and, and you said I couldn't whistle. Hey, hey, the rumors may or may not be true, but we're also gonna give away some tickets to that latest little mermaid movie. And I spoke to the latest Evic D from Married at First Sight. Oh, it's a big one. And, of course, uh, later this week, we're building up to our interview with the comeback with George Lazerby. I know, I know we reported yesterday that he was dead. That was wrong of us, but we're getting him on the show to clear the air. George is going to be here in the studio. We've had to clear all the female workers out. It's going to be men only, so everyone's safe. And George is in, and we'll clear the air. He's alive. Well, that's what I want to hear. But it's that time of the week where we transition back to our favourite show, Double Seven. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that funny. <laughs> Good work, though. No? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too bad for something we literally created on the spot. <laughs> Get rid of Colono. Uh, Hildo. <laughs> the Hildo rarity. But yeah, I'm looking Hildo. forward to reading them. <laughs> The Hilding Rarity, that's his nickname. The Hilding Rarity. Uh, that's about how much he has sex. Yeah. Well, in the Hildebrand Rarity, the rarity is finding this uh, like magic fish. The, the Colin Hilding Rarity is him having sex. Am I really um, going to read a book about Bond finding a magic fish? <laughs> in a blinking yeah, fish? The, story, the short stories are hit and miss, hit and miss. Some of them take uh, uh, show up in the films. Others are just complete weird rarities. Cool. Uh, but it will be fun to talk about them. I might have to reread some of these because I'm a bit iffy on some of them. Uh, and then after that, we're done with Fleming, unless you want to read some Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, <laughs> I've seen the movie like many years ago. Thrilling Cities. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're nearing the end. One more episode and then we're done with Flemings. Uh, but this was fun, though, uh, to work our way through this final final thoughts on the Ian Fleming 12 James Bond chronology. I did we not was it on our 100th or our like reflecting on the films or the we did an episode where you basically were like oh if I have one wish Ben it's for you to to get through all the books and kind of do that and like put that out there into the universe. I know. 
So, um, like I, I, I like tuning my own horn. I'm not even going to deny it. But like, I, I, I'm quite proud of myself that I did it. I put a challenge out there. You did do it, and I did it, and I enjoyed it. And yeah, I like it's. It's kind of fun to be able to finally fit into this little club for 130 <laughs> odd episodes of getting teased and shit. Shit. Now, now me and Colin have to read all the gardeners before you. Yeah. Have you ever read the Jurassic Park novels? No, no. I can make fun of you. Read the make the read the Michael Crichton Jurassic Park books. Come on, loser. That's Colin. Yeah, he has. We talked about it when we did Jurassic Park. And happy 30th anniversary to Jurassic Park, by the way. Turns 30 this week. Um, but yeah, no, I I I've enjoyed this little series. I think it was fun. Gives us some extra content. Gives an excuse for you to come back on and not rank things. So I think we're due for a rankings probably soon once you stop gallivanting that. But we've got some best of episodes to play in a couple of weeks. So excited to play those. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah, uh, that's it. I, I had no faith and now you're through it and no regrets, it seems like. Um, yeah, so what's next then? Uh, rankings, any other things yeah, you the got be- the best, up your sleeve? The best ofs uh will be yeah. they're my favorite because i don't have to show up literally in like two weeks we have a couple of our best ofs that we'll play back to back uh colin and i will probably at some point do uh what are we up to the man the sherlock Holmes in new york i think we're up to with tibbet and and roger moore so uh we we did universal soldier don't watch it um <laughs> just just don't um george's not good in it well he's okay but the rest of the movie is is just yep uh, but yeah, I reckon we can rank, we can read books. I mean, I reckon I'll read them pretty quickly, so it'll just come down to whenever you're available. So the short stories, I mean, it's in the name. They're yeah. short. So I reckon I reckon in the next month or two we'll we'll have that done. But uh we're still sticking to our monthly episodes minimum. Uh Patreon, we might get there eventually to do a new one for our one Patreon. I'm sure they're sad that we haven't done a Patreon episode in a while. But uh plenty up our our sleeve, Noah Grows, Posse Boy. Yeah, that's right, Benny. We got plenty of tool up our oh box. I'd like her. Um, plenty of tool box. That's uh, there's some James Bond merch that they haven't tapped into. The plenty of tool box. <laughs> plenty of box. <laughs> Full of tools. All the dads this Christmas want the A plenty of box. <laughs> plenty of tool box. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, boss. You know I struggle with these sometimes. <laughs> Well, uh, at first, uh, that, that was a roller coaster because at first I was disappointed you didn't laugh as much as I thought it were warranted. And then it turned out you didn't understand it. And then you did get the laugh after. after I'm, a the slow, moment. I'm a slow learner. That that fake radio yeah. segment took it right. out of me. All of that reading's taken it out of you. And you I know. Plenty of box. This Father's Day, get it for your dad. Yeah. Um, Daddy Bond. Uh, anyway, that's it. Uh, Time to watch a movie. We've done enough reading. Uh, and until the meantime, my name is Noah and pass me my frog lube. Wow. Um, I don't even know how to to top that uh, <laughs> my frog lube to the Bee Gees um, <laughs> tragedy I don't know where that my frog is tragedy uh, my name is Benny and I'm gonna also learn how to whistle with my frog lube <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and my name is Colin, and I don't know how to whistle. <laughs>